Hey, it's America's Supermom. Thank you for joining me on my podcast. This series is the Corona Chronicles. I created this so that we would have an outlet of positivity in the midst of a lot of negativity. You know what I'm talking about. All the news, the fear around this virus, um, how it can affect us, um, what the new normal is looking like, and how so many things have changed that a lot of people feel like um, it is the end of the world, so to speak. So this podcast was created so that those of us who have hope, who are willing to move forward with this new normal and uh, innovate new things that will help us to be creative and positive, that is what this platform is for, for us to come together and share that positivity and that light with those who may need it. So if you're interested in sharing your insight, please reach out because we can never have enough positive news. So sit back and enjoy the show. I want to thank you guys for listening today. I'm really excited about my next guest, Denise Thomas. Uh, she is the scholarship um, wizard, I guess I would say, about being able to find ways that children can go to school and minimize the amount of debt that they can have during their educational experience or, or career when it comes to higher education. So we actually were connected um, through Facebook with a mutual friend. And, you know, I'm so sorry, I don't remember who connected us, but I'm really excited to have her here. We were able to uh, have a Zoom call and really go into some of the things that uh, she has experienced with her own children that really kind of puts her um, on the map in terms of being able to uh, share some great insight with <coughs> the parents as they prepare for their children to go to school or um, just looking at ways to provide higher education, um, you know, with minimum expense. So at this time, I'm going to give her the opportunity to introduce herself, and then we will get into the interview. Well, thank you, Lachelle. I'm the debt-free college coach, mm -hmm. and basically, I partner with parents to put their kids through college debt-free. I was able to do the same for both my children. They were homeschooled, mm -hmm. and they ended up attending college on $199,000 in free money for four years debt-free with cash left over. Mm, that, now that is definitely um, a mouthful there. So many people, they're probably saying, okay, well, first thing is how long ago was this? You know, because is this even happening today? That would be the first question I'm sure anyone <laughs> would ask. Well, and I can understand that. Uh, it Both far and near, mm -hmm. two kids, very much age differentiated. Um, matter of fact, my son just graduated this year. Mm -hmm. But one of the myths that and what things that most people will assume is that you have to be a genius to win scholarships, that, mm -hmm. you know, it's only for kids with really high GPA or high test scores. And that is simply not the case. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, depending on where you live, even some colleges and universities will offer scholarships for 
a 2.0 GPA just to keep the kids within their own state. Mm. There's so many opportunities. Um, what I found is that there are well over $22 billion in scholarship money giving out every single year. Wow. And the vast majority are not GPA or test score um, uh, as, as a criteria. They don't even ask for that. Mm. So, you know, kids just have to fill out an application. Most of the time it's a short essay. They just want your opinion. Can you express yourself? And it doesn't take, you know, a genius to win this money. It's mm. pretty amazing. That is amazing. So, you know, with <coughs> that amount of money, you know, the first question I would ask is, how long did it take you to accumulate that? Because for that large sum, it's like, oh, you know, how many essays did you write? You know, uh, what really was the time frame? <coughs> and I'm thinking, you know, at some point I've had like four kids in college at the same time. So I'm thinking, how am I going to manage you know, this process. So walk us through that, what that looks like in terms of, you know, the time that you commit to this and, you know, how that works. Right. And, and I will say, look, money does not fall out of the sky. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. it, there is no such animal as, as a free anything in this life. It's going to take some effort mm -hmm. either on the part of the parent or the student or both, preferably both. I, I personally prefer it as a partnership between the two. Mm -hmm. Yes, scholarships are a large portion of it, but it's not the only thing. Activities, what your children are doing during the day, you know, after school, on weekends, holidays, um, summer vacations. Uh, it's also what are they doing for uh, uh, community service? Mm. Those kinds of things that they're just part of their life becomes part of their essays, becomes part of what they even look for in the way of scholarships. Mm. What I tell people is that if you find scholarships for your kids to apply to, and I guarantee if, if I talk to someone for 10 minutes, I can probably find three scholarships their kids can apply to uh, right then and there because um, they're just that many. But, mm. you know, parents will think that it, it's, it's a lot of effort. Well, and it can be. Mm -hmm. But what I say is that if, if your child sits down to write an essay for a scholarship and it's like pulling teeth, that's not the right scholarship. They're not going to win. Toss that one aside. There are plenty more to apply to. Find ones that speak to your child's heart, that they can automatically have a conversation about. It, it's something they have an interest in or they have an opinion on and they can write about it. And that's what makes the essay work, because the people who are reading these essays want to know what you think about whatever that topic might be. Mm -hmm. So if you have no opinion, don't bother with that one. Uh, my daughter said that she probably applied to about 80, 80 scholarships mm -hmm. between, you know, I think she started in junior year, high school, junior year, and went all the way through senior year, as well as the summer between senior year and starting college. So even after having a college acceptance and maybe even having a college scholarship, there are still scholarships available for high school seniors, even during that summer following. Uh, and she even additional scholarships while in college. What I tell my parents is don't stop looking for free money. 
until that last parchment is in hand because there are scholarships available both both academic required and without throughout college and grad school and even uh even for professional schools there are some scholarships available and they start in kindergarten so when i say my daughter applied to about 80 scholarships she probably applied to maybe one scholarship a week on occasion it might have been a little bit more than that but the key is to be organized mm -hmm. because most scholarship applications come out and are available to apply to two to three months in advance of the deadline so there's plenty of time you just have to know about it and get it on your schedule that's good that's good now so for all this money that they're giving away on a regular basis what is the best approach? And I like how you said just a scholarship um, a week, but uh, in terms of the approach in looking for these scholarships, because, you know, for that amount of money, it just sounds overwhelming to me, you know, and it's like, okay, we can have a partnership, but I'm like, <coughs> I can have like four kids and I'm trying to get them all motivated. And, you know, I have things that I'm doing too. So what's the best, way to um, adopt this system into your daily routine kind of like and so that you can be strategic right, right, and right. leverage it to get these scholarships. <clears throat> exactly and, and there are two things you mentioned there well, or maybe three mm -hmm. actually one is that yes mom is busy mm -hmm. if you've got seven kids and three jobs you don't have time mm -hmm. to help your kids so in those circumstances, and I have had a few parents who say, look, I love what you're doing, but my kid is the one who's going to have to take your course and work with you because mm -hmm. I just don't have time. And that's fine mm -hmm. uh, because the bottom line is it is your child's life and they have to want it. So the other question that kind of came about with what you were just saying is motivating your child. Mm -hmm. If your child, your teenager believes that he's okay, he or she is okay with student loans and they are not really motivated, don't really have an incentive. Well, there's one thing that we can do is we can have a quick chat that shows your teen the numbers, mm -hmm. shows them the money involved and shows them the future that is possible both with student debt and without. Because believe me, it is night and day. It is an absolute... I don't know, I call it a miracle, but it's not because it's available to more people than you think. Mm -hmm. And if that's not enough to convince your child to be motivated and participate, then it's just not, it's just not going to be, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not taking someone's money. I have turned parents down the second they tell me my kid's not into this. I'm sorry, because you, as a parent can only want it for their child so much this is their life. Mm -hmm. They have to want this for themselves. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> now, as far as a strategy is concerned, there are several things that you can do. And this is what I actually used everything when I was working with both my kids. Mm -hmm. You can find the scholarships. You can print out the scholarship information, which, of course, would still have the, um, the header of the URL of how to get to the scholarship information. Mm -hmm. Most everything's done online these days. Mm -hmm. Very, very little is actually printed out and sent off. So you can print that information out, file it in a folder system, 
that shows, you know, what's coming up in this week, what is next month, and actually have one, a folder system that has every month of the year listed. And even saying on the piece of paper, this is for high school juniors, this is for seniors, mm. this is something they can apply to when they're in college. It's actually not as hard as you think. It's just, it's, it's, you have to think about getting your ducks in a row for everything. I mean, you, you do laundry certain days of the mm -hmm. week, you cook a meal, you plan for your groceries. It's really the same thing. Mm -hmm. And as far as where to find scholarships, they're actually everywhere. If you drive down your main street in your town, I can guarantee you will find stores and companies that are giving scholarships. Mm. It's amazing where you'll find money. It's just really is amazing. And in my program, I try to ask parents, you know, the very first thing is, well, let's write down what your kids do and let's write down what things, um, uh, what areas and things that are important to the family? What restaurants do you go to? What grocery stores do you go to? Mm -hmm. um, because you'd be surprised at places that have scholarships. For example, Burger King mm -hmm. has a scholarship. Mm -hmm. The biggest criteria to apply for the Burger King scholarship is to have a job. Mm. Your teenager needs a job. Now, do they have to work for someone else? No, they can be self-employed. That counts. Wow. <clears throat> and both my kids were self-employed. They didn't do a lot of things. They, they weren't making, you know, tons of money. But for example, my son had won uh, several cooking contests in our state. Oh. With winning those contests, he chose to sell and take orders for his baked goods. Uh, so he was technically self-employed. He won the Burger King Scholar Scholarship. There are so many things you can do. And part of what I do to help parents and, and kids is think outside the box. You'll really be surprised at how many things your kid can do to either earn money for college or win money for college. It's out there. Mm hmm. That's good. So um, I really like that last piece about, you know, you just have to have a job, which doesn't mean you may necessarily have to work um, with the actual organization. So these are Correct. very good things to be mindful of, because so many <coughs> people have fear, one, to pursue higher education, and then they have fear oh, I can't afford it, you know, oh, my grades aren't good and all these different things. And it sounds like a lot of these myths can be dispelled just by a little knowledge, you know, about what these scholarships um, are about. So talk to us about the class and, you know, what it is that you actually do. How do you uh, make this transformation with some of these parents that, you know, because I know a lot of them are just like, this just sounds too good to be true, you know, so I'm interested <laughs> in see how you make that conversion for them. Well, and I can understand that. Matter of fact, I just wrote up an article for a, a news outlet that was asking, so how can uh, parents and kids, how do they finance college? You know, we, we think college is so expensive these days. And the truth is, it's just a sticker price. 
Mm-hmm. Only about 25% of students pay sticker price or families, I'd say, mm-hmm. pay the actual sticker price. Um, there are over 4,000 colleges and universities in the U.S., four-year mm-hmm. colleges and universities, mm-hmm. meaning there is a college for everyone. Mm-hmm. No, you don't have to attend the name brand college that you've heard of your whole life. Mm -hmm. That is nothing but marketing. Mm -hmm. These are colleges that buy or purchase the list of students' names and addresses from the ACT and the college board, the SAT Mm -hmm. company. And they send out postcards or letters saying, oh, you got such a great score. You should apply to our school. Mm -hmm. Here's a code. So you can send in your application for free. Mm-hmm. Well, very few students are going to turn that down. Mm-hmm. Why not just give it a shot and see? Mm-hmm. So what we need to realize is, first of all, those college rankings are just a popularity contest. No outside authority ranking colleges on student outcomes and quality of education, period. Mm-hmm. So get that right out of your head. It's, it's kind of like, I have a choice. I can go to Nordstrom's and buy a cotton t-shirt, mm-hmm. or I can go to Walmart and buy a cotton t-shirt. Mm-hmm. It's the same t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you do have to make that choice. And in my opinion, the earlier we have these kinds of discussions with our kids, the better. My kids knew early that we could not afford college. It wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually, my husband had been laid off twice. The stock market fell just ridiculously and did not come back up as it did recently. And we had to use what was left in the stock market for months to pay the bills. Eventually, that money ran out and there was nothing left. Mm -hmm. We ended up having to declare bankruptcy and liquidate everything. So we we had nothing. Mm. So not only did we have no money, no savings for college, but we also had no credit to co-sign for student loans. So that took it off the table right away. Mm -hmm. (coughs) So what parents need to realize is that you can do this. You do have to be motivated because it does take a little bit of work, Mm -hmm. a little bit of strategizing to look for the scholarships. Because even if your kid has a perfect GPA and a perfect SAT or ACT score, the money is not usually coming to your doorstep without you asking for it. Mm. Um, someone has to make that application. Even if, even if you do end up uh, getting that at an awards day, a teacher had to recommend and send in an application. So something had to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, in my program, we start by talking about your child's activities. What is it that they're doing? And how can we make them look the best possible not only for their applications for their colleges, but also for scholarship applications, because it all goes together. It's not just one or the other. Mm -hmm. Then with that information, we build your student's resume. I'm not talking about a employment resume. Mm -hmm. We're building a high school to college resume. Mm -hmm. (coughs) This is a totally different animal. This is what you'll use to fill out those applications for scholarships and for college applications. From the resume, then we start talking about essays and what is it that colleges and scholarship boards are looking for and how to write those essays. I also provide more than 30 winning scholarship essays for parents to read 
and students as well to understand what does a winning scholarship essay look like? What does it read like? But there's a caveat. I ask parents, do not touch this until your student has had a chance to write their own because I don't want them to be influenced by what someone else wrote because it's not about the topic that someone else wrote. It's about who are you? What do you believe? What makes you tick? What's exciting to you? So you want your student to write their own essay, even two or three, before looking at someone else's to see what does it need to read like to make it work. Mm, After the essay process. Yeah, absolutely, because it is important. And, And when it comes to essays, what people need to realize is that the person handing you the check wants to feel like they know you when they do so. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of an introspective, you know, getting deep, deep into who you are and what you believe as far as writing that essay. Mm-hmm. So after the essay, then we search for scholarships, outside scholarships, and outside meaning not associated with a specific college or university. Mm-hmm. After that, then we start talking about actual college and how do we go about finding the right college for you? How do we know what it's going to really cost? Because believe me, sticker price is not for everyone. You almost have to want to pay the sticker price. Mm-hmm. There are so many colleges out there. Go to a college or university that wants your kid, that wants you. For example, mm-hmm. When I put this program together, this strategy for my own kids, my daughter sent in her very first college application as a high school junior. Uh This was a university that took applications year round and they literally had check boxes at the top of the app that said which semester you planned to begin. So she had the minimum requirements and the minimum requirement for the lowest level scholarship. And we said, sure, just go ahead and send it in. Just, you know get that one out of the way and get it over with. And so she did. <coughs> well, three days later, we get a phone call at the house. Now, mind you, this is a man calling for my 16-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. So as a mom, my response was, this is her mother. How may I help you? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not getting to my daughter until you talk to me. And he said, and he gave me his name and the name of the university he was calling from. And he said, We received your daughter's application and we would like to offer her. I'm sorry. He said, we received your daughter's application, but we did not receive the application fee. And we'd like to offer her tuition, fees, room, board, and books. But we need the fee to process it. So I'm thinking he's got to make a mistake, right? There's no way. Uh Something's wrong here. So I said, you do realize she's a junior. Yes, ma'am. We'll wait for her. This is the application package that we build in this course. It's a package that showcases your student as more than just a GPA and a test score. You see, what we need to realize is that when college boards are looking at and trying to figure out who gets to attend their university or college, they want to know you're a good fit for their college. And where do you fit in their campus community. So if you can build a package that shows them 
that says, this is where I fit in and this is how I'll progress and you'll be proud to have me as an alumni. Mm -hmm. That makes all the difference in the world. Mm -hmm. So we'd go through all of that. And in addition, the package, the, the course that I teach also includes a couple of things that I learned with both of my kids. For example, when my daughter applied for the Coca-Cola Scholar Scholarship, which was, it's a huge scholarship that's given every year. Mm -hmm. I think it starts at 20 grand. My daughter couldn't get very far this. <clears throat> this was a, a, a scholarship application that is practically like seven to nine pages of literal check boxes of typical high school activities and, and leadership roles. Mm -hmm. My daughter didn't have those. She was homeschooled. But my son, by the time he came along, I had that application. I kept it. So we were able to create opportunities for him to check enough boxes so that they could get to the next level in that scholarship process to really showcase what he could do. He became a Coca-Cola semifinalist. And the same is true for other large scholarship applications. I have information that I turn over to my parents and say, here's what you need so that your kid has a chance to win these scholarships. And it's all about knowledge. It really is. And I love being able to help other families to be able to, to make this happen for their kids. What we need to know is that 30% of college students graduate debt-free. Oh. Why can't your kid? Uh -huh. It's so obviously true. doable. So let's do this. Uh -huh. So many uh, further questions because you brought up a lot of good points from marketing to um, you know, not being tied to the type of university, just with the education. So I guess I would ask, you know, about the marketing aspect, you know, where we know it is uh, marketing, you know, this is an Ivy League school and we have these type of things. So, and this can pertain to people having business and to you with the field that you're doing, because um, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, the scholarships, you know, they have the preconceived stereotypes of where they don't measure up. And so a lot of your communication with them is showing them and, you know, letting the guard down for them, so to speak, so that they can even think that they have a chance to spend time with you. So what type of tips would you give someone listening on how you convert people from having a preconceived notion and an experience that you can share that really ends up helping them. Does that question make sense? <clears throat> well, I think I understand. Um, I think you're asking, how is it that parents can understand that this is possible? Is, mm -hmm. that, is that where I'm, where I'm coming from? Well, first of all, if you realize that 30% of college students do graduate debt-free, and they're not wealthy. Mm -hmm. And by the way, they're not destitute. And being destitute does not guarantee free college. Let's start there. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of myths surrounding college education. That 30% represents 600,000 students graduating debt-free every single year. Oh. Every single year. And it doesn't matter what the economy is doing. Mm -hmm. These students are applying this same strategy. They are, first of all, not attached 
to a school that is not interested in having them go there. Uh-huh. Go to a school that wants you, uh-huh. that is looking for you. One of the schools that my daughter turned down after she had applied to eight schools and chose the one that she was going to attend. And so she, you know, politely uh, uh, withdrew her application to the other schools. One of them called to ask, what can we do to get you to come here? That's what you want. You want to apply to schools that look at your package that says, wow, this is cool. I'm really interested in having this student come here. And, you know, I think part of the strategy is also looking at and understanding how colleges are reviewing these applications. Mm. What are they looking for? Mm -hmm. Well, for example, a, a large university may have 300 clubs at their university mm-hmm. and activities. A smaller college may have 30, mm-hmm. but they need students to fill those clubs and those activities. Mm-hmm. They can't have every one of them being the student body vice president. Mm-hmm. They need students to occupy the seats in the chess club and to be the leaders mm-hmm. of the chess club and the other opportunities that they offer at that school. So when a student is answering the optional essay that says, why do you want to come here? It's advantageous to the student to have done their research and already know where they fit into that campus community so they can speak to it, that this is what this university or this college offers. And I feel like I'm a really good fit for this because... And if they can answer that question, they have a much better shot of being accepted. Mm-hmm. So there's just so many different opportunities. And and like I said, this is for anyone. Mm-hmm. Anyone can do this. Mm-hmm. But don't it. ever stop looking for free money. Yeah, that is awesome. Now, uh, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you? And what type of, um, how does your program run? Well, I offer a six-week course for parents of college-bound high school kids, and it's actually fine for parents to touch base with me or even start while their kids are in middle school because they'll get a jump start on a lot of the opportunities that are available. As I mentioned, scholarships actually begin in kindergarten. I know it sounds crazy, but it is. Mm -hmm. So it's a six-week course, but when parents sign up for it, it's not a one-and-done they are able to retake the course anytime they want, whether live or just the videos, what have you, and they can use it for their other kids. Uh It's really important for parents to understand that this is an ongoing process. You know, scholarships are available every single month and some of them don't open, meaning you won't even find them on the internet until the month that they're open, you know, uh, So you don't just say, I'm done. Oh, and oh, by the way, scholarships come and go. Scholarships that my daughter was able to apply to, Mm -hmm. a number of them were no longer available by the time my son came up five years later. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But new ones were available. So they each had opportunities to apply for scholarships. And if you do have multiple children, then definitely Keep a record. Keep track of the ones that your older children applied to Uh 
-hmm. and see if they're available. That's going to reduce that amount of time that you're searching. Mm -hmm. So good. That's great stuff. Now, um, and then what are some final words that you would share with the audience? Yes, I have a PDF download Mm -hmm. that is 12 scholarship secrets. It's tips from prestigious scholarship judges. This is a checklist to use when you're turning in or submitting your child's scholarship applications. It's a checklist. So before you hit the word submit or enter, make sure that you can check every one of those boxes. These are things that scholarships committees have seen that gets these kids' applications thrown in the trash. And for all the work that they've gone through, you don't want that to happen for some silly little error because it is the little things. It is the details that count. So this is a great checklist to use and they can just go to my website, which is getaheadoftheclass.com and they'll see that checklist on the front page. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Denise. This has been a pleasure. So glad that we got connected and definitely uh, a great resource um, for the youth and probably will uh, be open to having you come back again because, you know, sometimes when it comes to um, finances and things like this, you know, when it comes to higher education, a lot of parents wait to the last minute on stuff. So, you know, it's like, oh, I thought I might have heard something about that. Then they scramble quickly trying to figure out what it was, where they found it. So to have another um episode would be great for them as we approach the end of the year so absolutely yeah I would be happy to come again and for parents out there it doesn't matter what age your children are when you start now the only money you've left on the table is what you didn't do Mm. in the past but the longer Mm. you wait the more money you leave on the table love that okay Well, thanks again, and we will connect uh, again later on in the school year, okay? Thank you so much. Glad to be here. All right. You have a great day. Thank you, Lachelle. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode. I really enjoy providing content that inspires and challenges us to be a better version of ourselves. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, please email me at info at com. You can also reach out to me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, or my YouTube channel. If there was something in this episode that resonated with you, it it probably will resonate with someone else. So please share it. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. But those aha moments, those moments of really getting something and changing your perspective are very, very pivotal in having people um, change the trajectory of their lives. And so being able to share insightful information so that other people can grow is the easiest thing that we can do as we pay it forward. So again, I want to thank you all for listening. And if you have time, write out a review. Go to iTunes, Anchor, uh, wherever you can um, find this podcast on any of those platforms and write a review about um, what impact this episode uh, had on you, what you learned or whatever. 
Um, any feedback is great because it just helps me to understand what content is really beneficial for those that are listening. So again, I want to thank you all for your support and taking the time to spend some time with me and my guests. And I wish you a wonderful day. Thanks for listening.